You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hi, welcome to the latest episode of Scottish Football Forums podcast. We're at season eleven, episode three. Um, I'm your jo- I'm John, your host for this evening. They're already fucked up straight away. And joined by John as well, co-host. You all right? I'm good, John. How you doing, mate? I'm too excited. This is a problem. It was the same on Monday. I was all set to go, and I think within about 30 seconds, I was a blooper. And you know what it's like? We just get the bloopers in. It's because it's we've got um, royalty on tonight, you know, last season's, um, you know, um, football expert, um, lower league expert. So It's always hard to come back, but John. You know, it's always hard to come back in with that. You retain <laughs> the titles, you know what I mean? You're just putting a bit of pressure on me. <laughs> uh, aye, so for those that don't know that voice, we've got our lower league predictions champion from last season, Ali Graham. On how you doing, Ali? Good, good. John, how's you? All right. Aye, always good. Always good to see you and uh, get a good laugh. So well, we're looking forward. We're, we're basically just really looking forward to having fans back in and getting back to normality because all the other stuff's been behind closed doors, in it. So exactly. bring it exactly. on. We're champing it a bit. Um, yeah. So we always kid on, you are a man of many clubs. No, you're not kidding on. <laughs> well, <laughs> so a man of many clubs, if you're going to have someone else on the podcast, you'd maybe have someone called Davy Irons. Yes. See what I did there? Yes. See, there's our first joke, right? There's the first one. Davy, how you doing? I'm good, John, yeah. Nice to, nice to speak to you again, and, and you're right. Ali and I go back many, many years. Ali was just a boy when I played with him at Clyde Bank all those years ago. Um, obviously, the two of us went different ways and had done. I think we'd probably just about played with every single club in Scotland between us, Ali, I would say. <laughs> aye, apart from the old firm there, they didn't want us. But anyway. Aye, apart from, aye, they, didn't, they didn't want us. <laughs> they didn't want us, Ali, so never mind. <laughs> So <laughs> we've got we've got Ali and we've got Davy and wedged in between. Aye. See ya. See ya. We've got Stirling Albion fan Mark on. How you doing? How you doing, boys? How you doing? How's it going, Ali? Good to see Good. you again, mate. Especially Good. after all the goals for the Albion. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Good start. Great times up there. Things are looking good for Sterling this season already, isn't they? So we'll get into that a wee bit later on. You can tell me who's going to be hitting the headlines. It's a bit different for your time there, right enough, but it looks good so far. Maybe get your boots on, Ali. <laughs> what, Adidas Beckenbauers? <laughs> 1977. Yeah, the Beckenbauers are all the age. They'll never go out of fashion. Never. Never. Uh, and we have Paul from Scottish... SFA. Scottish Football Wait, Sports Association. Aye, Scottish FSA. Aye, see, there we go. And you ever going to mix that up and all? You're right, Paul. I'm very well, thank you. Looking forward to it. You're just on um, to recall the Tenant Sixes win with Davey, aren't you? Oh, listen, I was there that night. Fantastic. <laughs> oh, that was a long time ago, 30 years ago. Right. Uh, still the holders. This mm-hmm. are still the holders. Never yeah. played it again after that. Yeah. And you were player of the tournament. Well, I <laughs> didn't know what to say that, but I... Davey. You said Davey it 
Stevie, that's co- that's cause the trophy went missing after you use rogues or get a hoodie. Did he have another one? <laughs> I think Big Jerry Collins pond early. <laughs> Super, but I were off to a flyer here tonight then. Uh, so for those that maybe haven't been on before, so Mark, a wee bit about yourself in terms of your your time following Stolen Albion. How long have you been following them? I have been following since the young age of five. Uh, it was my granda who took me and I've been hooked ever since as much as it is painful. It's been great over a couple of years at least. So I had a season ticket for many years, but unfortunately working away that stopped that, but I still make it as much as I can. Brilliant. And we need to ask, I did this our night straight away off the bat, favourite pie? That's a hard one. I'm actually going to go for fourth bank, steak pie and and Bovril. Outstanding. Outstanding. (laughs) Nice choice. And Paul, what about yourself? Favourite pie? Uh, well, in actual fact, you're talking to the man who created the campaign to for all the clubs to nominate <laughs> their pies, which led to the Kelly pie. Now, that was with Total Football back in the year, oh, probably 99, 2000. And I think Clyde won it one year, but Kilmarnock won it twice, and I've now claimed it forever. Forevermore, it's a bit like the tenants trophy we were talking about earlier. There's never been another campaign like it. Um, so I, I'll can I, I like this the pies, the variety, for all I've got to say, but again, that's maybe just a, a home preference. We do lots of curry pies and yeah, teacup pies and all sorts of stuff there. So I, I'm quite prone to that. Um, I get a mortgage right enough before I go in so I can afford it right enough, you know, at three pounds fifty or something for a pie, but uh, it's very, very enjoyable. Yeah, and I, I was going to ask you your favourite pie, Ali, but I know you had a more of a pizza and pasta man. Well, that, that was just during the European Championship. <laughs> there, I had a couple of pints. But no, Davey, I'll recall this. We used to go up, you used to get the trip, and you used to look at the, if you ever, ever played Forfar in your travels, and you used to get the, 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 the family would be asking you for to bring down the bridies and that kind of thing. So that's always stuck with me. Either that, if you go to a broth, you can name me a lad of smokies for the family. So that was the kind of stuff. We were the pies, weren't the kind of, we weren't interested in that. It was a real McCoy for us, you know. Athletes, Ali, athletes. Absolutely. Smokies are <laughs> better for you than a pie. Oh, aye, definitely. Just your hey, pockets would be a bit stinking. <laughs> that your bonus. When you went to a broth, come back with get the tea. <laughs> no, I just, if I was left out of the the team, he just went and got a couple. Of <laughs> <laughs> Ali, you Ali, you remember the time at Clyde Bank to go for pre-match meals? Remember, it was you get steak and everything pre-match meals, and all Jack Steedman, and all Jack yeah. Steedman. If if you weren't in the team, he said you can have chips today with your meal. That's, that's how right. he told you when they playing. <laughs> ah, that's right. So I knew I had chips all the time, Davy. <laughs> <laughs> Is this, your, is this your pre-match meal on the day of the game? Yeah. Twelve o'clock, you're having steaks. Boys are having full steak. Honestly, that was in the late 80s. They were still having pre-match meals. And as I say, Big Ali were just saying, uh, Jack Steedman would go around the tables and if he said you're allowed chips, that was basically telling you you weren't in the team. You're bombed out. There. You're bombed at the team. What was your so, alternative to the chips then if you were playing? Just your oh, steak just, or your chicken. 
Need Aye. chips with it. <laughs> <laughs> Usually beans, John. Usually beans with it. Right. Was that just to make you a bit quicker? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Listen, by the way, I'll tell you a story about old Jack quickly. Old Jack was raging when I moved for all the money I moved because he, he couldn't deal with it at the time, you know what I mean? So um, that was old Jack's fault that I shouldn't have given me the chips, you just give me the steak and play me. <laughs> um, so, aye, right. So tonight we're here to obviously cover the lower leagues, the Championship, League One, League Two. We're all delighted. Fans are back. That's the biggest thing. The football's back, which is always good. But after the season we had last year, we couldn't see much football unless we were privileged in terms of media parties and different things like that. We were we were too busy streaming, looking at streams generally. So, aye, we're just excited to be back watching games. First up, then, has anyone seen any football so far live? Been in the games? Well, yeah. you know, I was at Euros. Um, well, they checked yeah. the public game. Yes. I managed one of them yeah. as well, John. I managed the um, I managed the Sweden Ukraine game before the before the league uh, league cup had started there. So yeah. Did you do any kind of the kissing of the, the Swedish fans like nineteen ninety two? Well, <laughs> you know, with them that went to Hamden during it, would have known there's probably just about four and a half five thousand there, which was disappointing. Um, but felt sorry for Sweden during that if you can get the wee Euros thing in before we start. Um, Ukraine just. Snatched the, the victory at the end of the game. And I think Sweden would actually give England a better game. But yeah. Um, but no, no, it was, it was good to get back and see top quality players. It was a top quality game. Um, and then obviously you get back into the, the nitty gritty and it's, it's um, you know, you're Albion Rovers a couple of times watching them, you know, and it's I'm doing, but, but that's what it's all about. This is what we love. We love, we love our Scottish football and it's, it's just great to be back. Aye, absolutely. So you've been at a couple of Rovers games so far. Yeah, um, yeah, managed to go to New Douglas Park there and watch them playing against Hamilton, where they were 2 all up and doing really, really well. Um, it's uh, the guys will maybe be able to, you know, come in with something like if I've ever seen five water breaks in the one Fitba game before. I'd never seen anything like that in my life. Um, obviously, I've, two, seen, I've seen five water breaks through a game. It's when I was in Germany and we were selling beer. <laughs> <laughs> well, honestly, I'm not kidding you. Honestly, I've never seen anything like it. It was roasting right enough on Saturday, but I think it kind of it broke the rhythm of Albion Rovers. And you're into the second half, the fitness of the, young, the, the younger uh, Hamilton Aki's team come through and they eventually get back to two each and one in penalties. But no, I've been quite impressed with Rovers. I think Brian was doing a good job, but we can go into that after we talk about the league two. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, what about yourself, Mark? Have you been at many games yet? Unfortunately, no yet. No, I've just had a child four weeks ago, so I have been changing shite and appies instead of winning football games. <laughs> I, I was talking to you off air, obviously, in terms when we were speaking about the podcast and how long it would be. I said, that maybe about an hour and a half, and you were like, make it as long as possible. I've got a man cave tonight. Uh-huh. <laughs> this can go on till the morrow. I could not care. This could go on body. <laughs> I would enjoy it every minute. Brilliant, brilliant. Uh, what about yourself, Paul? You managed to get to many games so far? Oh, I, I've been really lucky because I'm involved in the grassroots. My son plays with Dave McPherson's team at GSR. And uh, so, uh, you know, whilst uh, grassroots has been disturbed pretty badly as well, uh, at least we've been able to see games. Uh, I mean, it was a ridiculous stage that, despite the fact we, we play our games at Stirling University, and uh, even when the COVID restrictions were being lifted, we still weren't allowed any parents to watch the matches. So it was a ridiculous situation, unless you were part of the coaching thing or myself, the ball boy. Um, you, you weren't able to, you know, get anybody in. 
to, to watch it. But that's been really good because I've seen quite a lot of games. Uh, but certainly I'm, I'm, I'm desperate for league football because I don't know about the rest of the boys, but streaming isn't the answer, you know, uh, especially no disrespect to them. But I mean, Thistle have got a pretty decent setup and, uh, you know, I quite like the, the commentary and things, but some of the away pictures have been, to say the least, dodgy. Uh, it's beyond belief, you know, but uh, it's not the same as going to the game. We all know that. That's what fans want. And thank God we're back, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what about yourself, Davey? You've been fortunate enough to get to any games yet this season? Yeah, I've had a couple. I've actually been down at Annan watching uh, Queen's Park and Queen of the South games. So I'm, I'm doing a wee bit of scouting for uh, Motherwell at the moment. So I've covered their groups, group matches, the Annan games. So um, ah, it's good to get back in and see see the games and you know, it's, see what kind of level it the local team at Annan are at and, you know, Queen's Parker, obviously, as I say, they're going up a league last season. So it's interesting to see how they're going to come on and develop over the next few years because obviously they've got aspirations to, to keep going through the league. So it's interesting to see them and, uh, and as I say, Queen of South as well, being a Dumfries guy, it was interesting to see what they're like. They've got a very, very young squad. I think they'll be desperate to add to it before they start the season. But I was quite impressed with them. Against uh, Anne, and they were, they were quite comfortable. So, I, I've been fortunate to get to a couple of games. Yeah, good stuff. Um, myself, I'd be at Talbot in terms of the, the West of Scotland League. I was lucky enough to get to the opening game. So, an historical occasion is obviously after what happened last season, but it started. And then I think, like most of us expected, it was probably going to stop because of all the regulations and all that that were in. So, I, it was good. Good start. The West of Scotland has been quite exciting so far. Uh, game is getting played tonight as well. I think Darvel were losing earlier. So, obviously, everyone's tipping Darvel to do well with a, they've got a wee bit. They say they've not got cash behind them, but they've got a wee bit, obviously. When they've got Gaul and Brownings, they're going to have a bit of cash. But fair play, again, we're speaking about ambition. We want to see ambitious clubs, don't we? We don't want to maybe just see clubs that are maybe just happy to be where they are. You want to see ambition and teams wanting to strive for better. As long as they're like, um, no spending within their means, because we've obviously in situations before where teams have spent to get through the leagues and Unfortunately, crashed and burned. Davey, you obviously were aware of um, one of those scenarios. Unfortunately, whilst it was great on the park, um, off the park, there was issues. You don't want to see um, things like that happening because it can leave a bad taste in people's mouths. But if they've got the if they've got the the right finance and they're um, they're bringing the money in, then it's absolutely fine. I think the good thing now is there's a pyramid structure, or kind of pyramid structure in place that is going to allow teams to go through the. The lower leagues, you know, the they've amalgamated the juniors have all kind of restructured. So there's teams like Darville, you know, ambitious teams in the lower league that if they have got the money and they want to go and give it a go, then good on them. But yeah, you're right about you don't want to see clubs crashing and burning, John. But I think over the over the, the history of the Scottish football, there's always there's teams that always seem to give it a go and they get so far and then they fall down the ladder again but it's all part and parcel of sport isn't it you want to be ambitious and you want to try and succeed so good luck to them yeah and then one of your ex-clubs both Ali and Davey obviously Clyde Bank they played that opening game looked a good side I think Clyde Bank will be up the other season I think in terms of challenging for that top spot so aye they're, they're ambitious they're one of the the leaders I want in that set up the rest of Scotland so aye fair play to them 
My, my only worry about that, John, is, is uh, but, but Davey was just to touch on what, what Davey was saying there about the Lowland League and teams coming through. There's quite a lot of these guys that are putting money into the clubs and, and, and that's brilliant, great stuff if they're going to sustain that, but they've not really got to support some of these teams. Uh, you know, and it's like, you talk about the bankies there. The bankies have got fantastic support down the road there where, you know, obviously I'm maybe a wee bit biased and want to see them doing well and getting back up into the leagues. Yeah. But, but you look at some of the teams that are, that are guys that are putting money in and, and it's, the, it's the, the families that are going to, you know, there's maybe only a hundred people and you wonder, and that's what I was going to say to Davey, you know, about sustaining that. How do clubs sustain it, especially after last season? The clubs look at the start of the season and go, well, we can bank on the season tickets to get his money because you can't really bank on 250 people for the full season to get you carry you through. So you're going to have to earn and start to, to, to bring in money for some other source. And that's the difficulty, as David well knows, that's the difficulty. You know, you can't keep, you know, it's a, it's a different scenario if you've got, a, you sell season tickets, Queen of the South maybe sell 1,100, 1,200, and you can bank on that. At least it's a wee bit of income. But two, 300 people's not going to see you through the season. I hope the whole no, thing I... is potentially built in sand. You can go right through the history of the game. And if you even look at the top, Ali, look at, is uh, Ross County a premiership club? And the answer is no. It's a premiership club just now because Roy McGregor's pumped millions into it season mm. after season after season. And you remember that season about maybe about four or five years ago when they were struggling and they brought in something like 20 players in the transfer window in January yeah. and managed to scrape. You know, so we've seen it before with Gavin Masterton at Fairland. We saw it with Romanoff at Harps. And the key in this is sustainability. And mm. sadly, you know, all these situations you're describing, you know, Darville, I mean, someday it's not sustainable. One person coming in and saying, I want to play at this, put some money in. It just does not work. Um, and, you know, hats off to them, you know, Clyde Bank bounced back after the most terrible circumstances. Yeah. And they're now fine. And they've got, they're stable, they're secure, and they're going in the right direction. But it's far too much. And, of course, you know, as we've seen in the past with the governance in the game, Nobody there's looking at it. I mean, I'm sure we're going to touch on Dumbarton later on, but there is a, a basket case waiting to happen where it's got nothing to do with football. Football's being asset stripped, and the fans are the people who are going to miss out. And that club yeah. is keeping on the brink because somebody wants to build houses and shift them out of ground. Yeah. Uh, interesting, Mark, or yourself as a supporter of a like two club. What's your thoughts on the pyramid and the potential, I suppose? threat that teams could come up and take your place? It's hard at times. We've, we've kind of struggled the last couple of seasons, but we've got better. But as you say, we, we need to get promoted or the teams like Kelty that's came in, you've got the likes of Brora, Darville, all these teams coming in with money. It's just going to get harder every single year. So if we need to get up this year. And if we don't, it's going to be a, a huge struggle. It's six years we've been in that league. So we need to get out of it and get back up where we belong. Yeah. Would you guys be in favour of restructuring the lower leagues? Say that again, sorry. Real... Sorry. Oh, Davey. I've got to say, there's a, from my knowledge of League Two, there's a real fear that they, your club's going to drop out of that league. You look at Berwick Rangers, East Stirling, now they're, I don't know. They might come back, but it's like there's every oper- every chance they'll not come back into the leagues, mm-hmm. the senior leagues. And I know from my time at Stennis Muir, their biggest fear was dropping out of the league. You know, and, and I know obviously Stirling, 
Ali's one of Ali's old teams, Albion Rovers, Cowden Beef. You know, one of these teams is going to drop out of the league this year, and it'll be devastating for that club, whatever yep. one it is. You know, and and once they fall out, it's so difficult to get back in. And the way the system is at the moment, it's it's not really structured for a once you're out of it to get back in because you've got it's so hard to get through the playoffs. You've got to win your league first of all, then you've got playoffs against the Highland League, then you've got to go and play off against the team bottom of League Two. It's not it's not going to be easy for whoever drops out this year. And then I think that'll be one of the biggest fears in League Two of the clubs that maybe down that bottom end, your Annans, your Cowden Beast, you know, who historically have been in that level for a, a few years and they've just stayed up. Well, whilst we're on that subject, I might as well start with League Two. So who have you all got um, and as the unlucky side that's going to be in that playoff scenario in 10th place? Oh, so you've, you've kind of switched it then, Phil. Let's see who's going to be struggling to get to that team. team. <laughs> what a change. That yeah. completely thrown me. I'm supposed to be. I'm supposed to be bad, John, and he's supposed to be good, John. We're flipping it, flipping up. Yeah. Absolutely. I thought you said done your homework, lads. Come on. No, I have. No, no, I'm making somebody coming in, Mark. He's, Ali, he's a man. Get him in. On you go, Ali. On you go. Have you, who's, your, who's your unfortunate 10th place in League Two? I'm... Um, um, you know what? I've got a couple there, and um, big pally mean done done all right last season. The Elgin, big Gavin Price, um, and I'm looking at the other sides. I've got Cowden Beath, you've got Albion Rovers, obviously. So I, I don't know about Annan either. I've just you know there's about four. Of, there's honestly guys, and it's more. I'm not sitting in the fence here. Yep. I think there's a few that are going to struggle down there this year, um, just because of the quality at the other end of the league for me. I think there's better quality. I think Sterling have got a right good chance. They've played the League Cup section really well. They've had some good results. Um, and then you've got the big spenders in there as well. So, you know, I, I, I just think it's going to be difficult for a few of them. And I haven't got one one standout team. I know you're going to ask me later on, but are you asking me the new? Asking everyone in there. I'll tell you what, I'll go first since I brought the question. Okay. I think, I think it's going to be an athletic this season. I, I'm right. sorry, Dave, I know you've seen them a couple of times, but um, I just think from an outsider looking in, um, that's a team that seems to be a bit of a, of a decline um, at the moment. They were struggling right. last season, and I think Albion Rovers ended the season well last season and had a decently cup section. Ken Beat had a decently cup section as well, and that's the sort of thing that's um, pointing as well to, to me saying, Annan's going to really struggle this season. That's just my gut instinct. But then I tipped Albion Rovers last season, they finished seventh, so what do I know? <laughs> Yeah. No, well, you set the you set the ball rolling. Let one of the guys come in then. Yeah. I'll uh, I'll jump in there, John. I'll actually I'll go along with you. I think Annan could be the team that's going to struggle this year. I think they finished second bottom last year. It's the lowest they've been in since they're getting the league. And as Ali's quite rightly said, see the big spenders. I think COVID, oh, eh, not COVID, Kelty. I think Sterling are impressive. I think Edinburgh City will be up there. So right away, there's three teams. I think Albion Rovers have been impressed with Brian Reid, the way he's gone about. He's recruited well. I think Stirling have recruited really well. Stenish Muir, I don't know what they've... They've virtually changed their whole team. So they brought in, as Ali said earlier on, they brought in about 20 players. So they'll obviously desperate to get out to stay away from that bottom end, but 
I think I'll go along with you, John. I think it's going to be between Cowdenbeath and Annan that's going to drop out of the league this year. Um, what about yourself, Mark? Um, who do you reckon is a, the team most at threat? I've actually got Albion Rovers for the sole reason that we released, I think it was six players last season and they signed five of them. And probably <laughs> apart from Cammy Binney, probably apart from Cammy Binney, the rest of them had absolutely horrendous seasons. It's a horrible stadium to go to. I just think they're on a decline and that's that's exactly where they're going to go, the Lowland League or wherever it is they end up. But I think it's going to be Albion Rovers. Right, okay. Uh, Paul, what about yourself? You I think it's thinking? I think it's really, really difficult. I mean it's 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 getting harder and harder to do this every season. Yeah. And it's because of the massive churning players. Yeah. And you know, it's so difficult. And you know, we we're just describing a map thought about five from still and Albion going to uh, Albion Rovers. You know, I, I know it's Annan have taken five boys from Carlisle, presumably the reserve team and things like that as well. It's so difficult and there's so many players that you don't know that maybe get down there and actually do perform better. Um, but I, I felt Cowdenbeath were, you know, I've been dodging a bullet for a few years, but I noticed that they've got a wee Buchanan back uh, and he's always good for goals. So I think they might survive. Um, and I'm, I'm going with the boys. I, I, I think you can split it between Albion Rovers and Annan uh, are the two, the two favourites. I think up at the top, I think it's this year it's going to be between Kelty and uh, Stirling Albion. So if you had to pick one, I know it's I know it's a tough ask, but pick one for two that's going to finish tenth and one that's going to win the league. Uh, bottom of the league, I would I'll go for Albion Rovers and win the league. I'll go for Stirling Albion. Right, okay. Music duty as Mark eh? Mark's sitting there delighted. <laughs> you getting the champagne? Is it delighted or you're you're hoping that Paul's no a massive drinks here? What's your prediction? Who's it like, Paul? Keep <laughs> Mark a bit of hope here. I'm pretty good Paul, at prediction. Paul's got connections. There we go. There you go. <laughs> right, big man. Back to you, Yeah, Alex. OK. I'm going to go with Annan as well with the guys. I think they're in free fall for the last wee while. Um, I, I, I've got guys in for Carlisle, whatever. I've never seen them. I, I, you know, I feel a wee bit kind of because I've not actually seen them playing yet. Davey said he's seen them um, uh, playing a couple of games. So if he's gone for them, that's good enough for me. Up the other end, I've got to go with Kelty just simply because, sorry, me man, but just simply because I just think they've got more players in that have played at a higher level than Sterling. But I think Sterling will push them all the way. Between the two of them, I think, I think it's going to be one of the elite guys where they two will break away for us. I can see the two of them really... Um, you know, beating teams every week and then just coming down to the the head to heads. I think Kelty will just uh, manage it uh, this season. Okay, uh, John, we had your production of the lowest team. Who are you taking as champions? See, before I answer that, who's your bottom team? Why well, want me? You're not as avoiding well. this. You're not avoiding no, this. I'm not avoiding it. Uh, <laughs> well. I'm going to go Aaron. I think Albion Rovers, we obviously spoke about him last season. They lost Kevin Harper. Brian would come in. We weren't kind of sure what kind of task he would have because obviously Kevin spoke about the difficulties difficulties financially and stuff like that. Brian's maybe built them into something. They're a wee bit higher than what they had been. So I think they'll be all right. So I'm going to go Aaron. 
Well, for champions, um, I know a lot of people go have Kelt and Sterling, and I'm, I've got them definitely up there. But the team I'm going to go for, actually, is um, Davies Old Club's Denishmere. I just think the recruitment they've gone through has been really good. This is obviously before Jamie Swinney, who we've had in the podcast as well before, left to go to Falkirk. Um, and they brought in the BSC Glasgow manager, whatever BSC are called now, um, yeah. Stephen Swift. Um, I think that's a, um, a really a really decent appointment too. And I think um, I think they're a club that um, look as though they've got ambitions to obviously go back up. And I think they'll... I've just got to be hunched that they'll do it. But then I tipped them for the playoffs last season um, and it didn't quite happen. Uh, sorry to bring that up, Davey. How are you feeling after... Um, obviously, <laughs> a couple of months have passed. Um, you know, just give us your thoughts and obviously how it all came about that you ended up leaving the club. It was a sad day. Um, I was disappointing. I think... Uh... To get judged on last season, I thought it was really quite harsh. I think we basically played 18 games. It was a stop-start. You know, you're going to games and you're getting phone calls saying your boys are self-isolating. So you didn't know if we won day or the next. Who was available? I have no many excuses. All the clubs were like that. So I just thought it was very difficult to judge anybody on last season. But um, I've moved on. Disappointing, obviously, to lose your job at any level. But... Um, I've moved on, and to go back, to, I think Stenhouse Muir have obviously recruited um, from. I was obviously something's happened or something's changed since I've left because they certainly didn't have a budget that they seem to have had now. They've recruited a lot. Must of been your high wages. <laughs> <Must have been>. <laughs> <laughs> um, they've brought in a lot of BSC lads. I think half the team. Um, so that I remain that remains to be seen whether they can reach the level that they need to reach to win the league. To go back to the original question, I'm, I'm going with Big Ali's. I'm going with Kelty and Sterling as a top two. If I have to choose one, I think Kelty. You look at their squad, you look at their back end. I'm still getting texts from their chairman asking about players. So I know the type of player they're trying to get in. So I think Kelty will win that league I've been impressed with Kevin Lukovic his job he's done I think he's done a brilliant job he's recruited well I think Edinburgh as well or there or thereabouts but I think I have to go for Kelty on that one See just to touch on before we get the rest of predictions obviously can Ali maybe touched on a wee bit earlier talking about season tickets coming in start of the season so when you were managing there what was it like at the start of the season in terms of I suppose managing to get players in because there is such a, a turnaround at that level it's year to year. That level is, as Ali will know, and maybe the rest of you might realise as well, the time you've been involved in the game, it is a year to year thing. And it's very difficult for part time football. It's very difficult to plan longer than a season. Very often you get a see if you don't if you don't get up in your bottom leagues, you've got to start again. And that's a difficult job. And let's be honest, in the food chain, League Two, you're the, the last level any player that senior level wants to play at his league too. You know, unless you're a, one of these up-and-coming Kelties or your Queen's Parks, whatever, but for your traditional league two teams like your Albion Rovers, Cowden Base, Spanish Muir, Sterling, I've been down a wee while. They're, they've got the players that are available and from my experience, when you try to sign players, they're holding off to, to see if they can get league one team or, you know, and it's, it becomes so difficult. But, Eventually, you've just got to put a squad together. And sometimes you take a chance. Sometimes you take a gamble. Sometimes you take kids. 
it really is a bit of a mix and match at times. But again, your budget will determine it. If you've got a budget, players will come. If you can talk them into convincing them that A, it's a good level, B, I can give you decent money, you'll get decent players in. As I say, look at Kelty at the moment, they're attracting some top players. And I think ultimately that'll be the reason they'll win the league this year. Yeah, I was echoing that in terms of the players you attract. Even last year, some of the players that we had, they had, they were players that were no longer go playing at a championship, yeah. playing at a decent level, playing for good teams. So uh, I would need to go to Kel- Kelty as well. I just think they're an ambitious club and I, I see them doing the same as what Cove did recently as well. I think Kelty want to be up there. I don't know, maybe it's hard to tell what their ceiling is. Are they a, a championship ceiling or maybe aspirations are further? Who knows? Uh, think what they think Thompson. themselves. I think Kevin Thompson is a shrewd appointment as well. I mean, he's obviously worked for um, well at Hibs and Rangers as a coach, um, learn, you know, taking his badges there and obviously learning off some of the best. So I think that's a really good appointment in my eyes. I think he'll do well. Um, who'll be yourself, Mark, in terms of champions? Oh, I was hoping I'd answer this. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I think... I don't know I think we're going to do this year. I think there's huge, huge pressure on Kelty to get up and I think we're just going to put them to it. We've been in this league for so many years and Kevin knows that this year, I think it's probably either goes hard or he's, he's gone home. And I think if he doesn't make it this year, we don't get promoted, he'll go. So I'm going to go for us to get promoted and I'm going to see Kelty a crack right under the pressure. Well, I hope so anyway. Aye, no, we like that confidence. Who in terms of signings that you brought in, who are you most excited about? There's actually quite a lot. Like we recruited really well this year. Obviously, we lost Andy Ryan, which was devastating. But we brought in uh, Nathan Flanagan, and he has been excellent since he came in. Obviously, the goals against Cove, uh, he tore Inverness apart. He just he was excellent. So I'm really looking forward to seeing him playing. And Dale Carrick, he's not played obviously quite a lot of games for us, but he's proven goal scorer at Airdrie. So I'm really looking forward to the two. And Dylan Bikey, especially, he's like a new signing, uh, fit this year. Quick, quick, honestly, bags of pace. So I'm looking forward to seeing him as well. Good stuff. And in terms of Ali and Davey, you've obviously seen some mid-game matches from these teams involved. Players to watch out for this season, you think? Who would you go with, Ali? I, I agree with Dale Carrick there. I, I think I've watched him for a number of years and I've always been quite impressed with him. I think he's got the experience to play, you know, in League Two anyway, and try and fire them up. I think that's the difficulty in this league, guys. I think you've got to find somebody that's capable of scoring 15 to 20 goals. And every time when I go and watch the games, I'm trying to look at a player that I can see doing that. And, and I, you know, I, the big boy Blair Henderson at Edinburgh, I had high hopes for him when he went there. But I believe he's away to Spartans now or something in the Lowland League, isn't he? So, yeah. you know, somebody like that who can, you're guaranteed, I mean, he's an ex-Dillian Albion player as well, Matt, so you're guaranteed 15, 20 goals. If somebody's got that type of player like Kelty have in their squad, that's everybody's looking for a goal scorer. Davey will tell you how important it is to have a goal scorer. Absolutely, Ali. You love in Derby as strikers, Ali. And you're yep. right. I think Nathan Austin at Kelty is going to be a, a difficult player to handle it at that level. Yeah. But going just going back to Mark's team, I think the boy Mark Laird is a really good signing for Sterling. He was, I thought he was outstanding at Edinburgh. I think he'll do yeah. well in the middle of the park. Um, but you're right, it's whoever scores the most goals, and I think Kelty have got that threat. I know Dale Carrick 
I went to school with his dad, actually, but um, he's a good player. <laughs> I think that Stennis Muir could be could get into someone. I think he's he's a handful at that level as well. So, but as I say, I keep going back to the the threat through all over the pitch that Kelty have got Higginbottom. They've signed you know one or two others, you know boys for Rangers or you know they've they've just got cards as well, David. Joe, Joe Cardell's another one. Uh, they signed uh, Botty Biabi as well, who I had at Stennis Muir, who's on his day is unplayable. On another day, he's awful. But, you know, if we can get him right, he's a real handful to play against. So, as I said, I don't want to, want to turn this into the Kelly Hart show, but um, I just kind of see past them this year. Yeah. So, uh, general consensus up near the top of the league, we've got Kelly Hearts, Stirling Albion, probably Edinburgh City in there. For me, yeah. Stay nice, Muir. Yeah. Would you disagree with that? Would you disagree with that? Would be a wee playoff spot? I originally had Elgin in the playoffs and scored them out for Edinburgh City. Because I think Elgin's got a decent team and they've got a good manager. But I think Edinburgh will just have enough. I I wonder if Edinburgh missed their big chance last season, though. Yeah. Just while I'm taking my notes of this. Have you got notes of this as well, John? I'm just be taking these notes. Um, I don't know where we're taking us, but I'll take oh, some. Yeah. I've got a pad. I've got a pad. Right, I've got it anyway. We've got a few teams anyway. Um, right, okay. So, League One. Are we going to? Are you wanting to be miserable again and start down the bottom, John? <laughs> I think. Oh, I think all across this was the hardest league to be. Let's go start at the top. It's just because the last one we were talking about the bottom. I, I thought know. it was a nice lead in. I know we are. <laughs> but no. um, right, okay. So we're starting up the top, League One. Uh, let's go to Paul first. I've got a funny feeling about Airdrie this year. I really have. Just looking at the players that they've been signing, and again, I'm led to believe there's there's money now getting invested in Airdrie. So I, I've got a feeling that Airdrie, and they weren't bad last year. They were close from the playoffs and everything. I think you're looking at the top, Airdrie, Falkirk, and, and obviously Cove uh, are the three. I would pretty much say a shoe-ins for the playoffs. Um, I think the team that have got to win it, they've just got to, is, is obviously Falkirk for, for, for the various reasons um, in, in terms of being the full-time side and the disappointments for the last three or four years. Um, but they would be the three that stood out for me at the top. Uh, but again, they, could be, they really could be flying the ointments. They, you don't know what's going to happen at Alawa. Um, and I think down the bottom... I really fear for what's going on at Dumbarton. I've mentioned off the field. I think when it's as bad as that, it has an impact on the field. Um, and I, th- I think down the bottom, you're looking at Dumbarton and his five to be the two in the bottom two positions. Okay. In terms of the top, I'm going to go for winners as Cove Rangers. I, I tipped them to do well last year. Um, seen a bit of them against Talbot and seen other games, the ambition they've got. If you look at the signings they've got, now I know people maybe kind of questioned they're getting the likes of Draper and Vigers in and long-term deals. But I would think with the structure of the club, the plan is to get them in maybe playing for a couple of years. The experience rubs off in your younger players and stuff yeah. like that. And maybe potentially they get involved in the community in terms of the coaching aspect. So maybe a kind of dual role long-term. Um, obviously, as an Aberdeen fan, I've seen plenty of Shea Logan over the years. Maybe I've kind of lost it at Premiership level, but at League One... I would think Shea Logan might well be the signing of the season in there. 
Um, so I'm surprised. You surprised, John, that he actually went to to Cove, or is it just the geography no, of things? I think because of the job, he's obviously moved into plumbing, so he's he's taken the kind of next step in terms of off the pitch. He settled in Aberdeen um, as well. Like something when he first came to us, he was travelling down to Manchester, kind of families and different things like that. Stayed for so many years, and then he's thinking ahead. What's he going to do after the game? Um, so no, I think he stayed at the area, settled, and I thought it was a logical step actually for him, League One. Um, as soon as he announced he was having the plumbing business. Fantastic signing, I would say for them. Fantastic. Um, and he's a type of player as well. We spoke the other night about um, Scott Brown at Premiership level. If he's in your team, you love him. If he's not in your team, you, you, you can't stand him. But, but you want those yeah. type of players in your team, I think. You, you want that kind of guy that almost rails up the crowd. Because he, he's passionate. He's passionate about playing the game. Fans will take to him. So, no, I think terrific signing uh, there. But, uh, I don't know if anyone else tips Cole for champions at all. Or <coughs> just that if I'm on the, the bus there myself. Oh, I did. Um, I've, I've tipped Cove and I had someone else initially, but um, it's just a hard league to predict. I mean, we said last season, League One was the hardest league um, to predict and it proved to be the case because part of the went from fifth to first within a couple of weeks and Falkirk went from first to fifth, um, which was just an absolute clash from their point of view. Um, obviously, Saturday, Cove and Falkirk were supposed to be playing each other, but that game's in doubt. Although, if the SPFL have the way the game will be on, but Falkirk are saying that their players are not due to come out of self-isolation until 12 o'clock on Saturday. And they're supposed to take a three-hour um, bus journey up, or several cars journey up to um, to Cove um, to fulfil the game. Um, so they're trying to get it postponed. So, yeah, it doesn't mean that it pours on Falkirk right now and after the way last season ended. But I think Cove have got a settled squad. They've added to it. Um, I, think, I think they'll be good enough to win the league. I think Airdrie will be in there. I think Falkirk will be in the first, but I think they're going to have another season in League One, to be honest. I'm, I'm not convinced that Paul Sheeran's the right guy. Um, and I think they've had too much of an overhaul of the players, and I'm not sure it's going to click for them. I know we're just putting this out audio, but I can see Mark smiling at the, the thought of Falkirk struggling. Uh, <laughs> so I, 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 I'll bring you in, Mark. In terms oh, of the champions absolutely... or the, the Falkirk situation. Maybe before we before we can ask for your winners, the, the situation about Saturday is surely ridiculous. Was it not last year that if you were, is it 10 players were unavailable, the match was postponed? I take it that rule's gone then this season. I don't know if any anyone knows, but I'm not seeing anything about it. That was certainly the rule last year, wasn't it? I think the rules are different them. for COVID. It's a different scenario for COVID. I mean, both the yeah. guys will know that and being involved in professional football, if you've if you've got players that are you know get a flu outbreak or anything like that, trying to get the the, the league to actually agree to actually postpone a game is virtually impossible. It's just they don't want to do it. So, and the COVID protocols have come in and they're slightly different. It's changed it. I mean, you know, who's to say? You know, are we going to continue all through the season awarding three nothing victories to teams because yeah. it's an outbreak? You know, it's just farcical. You know, nobody's again. It's leadership, and somebody should be leading this. And sadly, there is no leadership in Scottish football that you know is no. issues like this on. I we hear that echo throughout the podcast, uh, season after season. Uh, but yeah, Mark, your thoughts? Obviously, Falkirk struggling is that, but you you're hoping for and thinking even might happen. That is absolutely joyful. Last season was. <laughs> 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 
we fell apart some awful, but do you know what? It always makes it better when you see Alba getting relegated and Falkirk absolutely buzzing it up. And I hope Ali agrees with me of the two years of Fallout, uh, being an ex-Albion boy. So I'm going to go Cove with the sheer fact that I cannot pick Alba or Falkirk to get anywhere near the top of that. So you're Cove as well? I go for me, I think the Tigers, Draper, Logan, McAllister still being there. I know we beat them, but like they've still got five in the middle of the park and stuff. They've got a really, really good side. I think they boys shouldn't be playing at that level. Aye. I mean, we talked about League 2 in terms of goals. Still Mitchell Beginson, like, terrific. Again, probably playing a I level below where they could be playing. Exactly, he came for the Highland League and he's still scoring every week at the Highland League and then came into obviously League 2, scored every week, League 1 still scoring, so I think he's a much better player than the level he's playing at as well. Yeah, um, what about yourself Ali, who, who are you tipping as Tipsy win it. Listen guys, I'm going to go against the green here and say what I said the last league was that I feel as if Sterling and, and Kelty would break away. I, I think this. I think this is going to be, as, as John rightly called it, the toughest league to predict. I think Aloha, Falkirk, you know, all your teams, right down to even Airdrie. Somebody mentioned Airdrie. I think they'll all beat each other and all take points off each other. So I don't think you're going to see two or three teams breaking away in this league. I'm more in the kind of side of the, the teams that are going to be doing the boatman battle and, and I think there's a couple there that are going to struggle I think Peter Head will struggle I think East Fife could struggle and Dumbarton could struggle um, to, to, to try and stay and try and take points off the rest of them but you know I wouldn't disagree with Ergie being there or thereabouts I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I think they'll definitely be in the top four I think Clyde could even find it difficult this season guys so that's the kind of you know that middle ground in the league usually I think they're just going to be the boatman that, oh, if you can say it Good, good four or five teams and kind of teams that are just scrapping out trying to get points. So, I mean, Aloha have signed a lot of players as well. And don't forget, they had a few quid there to kind of throw about, didn't they? We getting relegated and that. So, I know it might not like that kind of thing, but um, I can't see Falkirk doing it again. I just think there's a wee something, there's a, there's a wee Jonah run about Falkirk. There's something there that stops them progressing. There's always a somebody throws a grenade in somewhere and causes chaos and then they, they, they fall apart. So my, yep. my, I'm going to go with Cove as well. Cove. I think Cove could do it. Okay. And I think Queen's Park will be far away. You're talking about Jonas, Mark's here having a whale of a time. Um, <laughs> Don't forget Falkirk with my ex-club in Norway. I, I had know. an absolute nightmare. Ali, you've broke my heart. I was going to mention the, the season where you scored plenty of goals for us, but that's the, the windy now. You can stick that right up it. Davey, you're that, was that, was that, John, was that the season we scored 90, uh, 99 goals and lost 107? <laughs> <laughs> Dofty's soccer cosmonauts that year. <laughs> Same score. You beat 5 4, 4 3, 4 8. Unbelievable. That's what you want to watch, though, in a way, as a, as a, well, as a fan sometimes. Goals galore. It's great as a neutral, maybe, these types of games, but maybe not when you're a fan. That's what I hear. I'm just going to read out a couple of tweets from a couple of League One fans. Um, so, Colin Byers, who's a Peterhead fan, says, I think we've got enough to avoid relegation worries. Just need to be clinical for a goal. Anywhere around 6th or 7th would be a decent finish. And Drew FFC, one's what his team he supports, um, says, got to be promotion, but never went in a 
season in League One feeling less confident, not get the best eleven league or and our depth compared to someone like Kovas Lafo, no goal scorer. If I was offered a playoff by you know right now, um because playoffs aren't even guaranteed. I think that just sums up the apathetic Bulker just now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Davey, is this where you tell us that Falkirk are winning the league? <laughs> no, um, like yourselves, um, it was quite interesting to see the, the collapse that they, they did last season, but I'm actually going to go along with one. Ali picked them up Queen's Park. I think they could be a real dark horse. I think mm. they've got the structure in place. I think they've made some shrewd signings. I think they'll add just before the window shuts because they've got the backing. I think they'll be up there along with Cove. Um, Falkirk will be there or thereabouts, but whether they're good enough, I don't. I, I haven't really seen a lot of their squad. I, I know their management's changed. The next teammate, Danny Granger's going in there as an assistant manager with Paul Sheeran. So they've obviously got a lot of expectations of Falkirk to get out of that league. I think they need to get out of the league, and that pressure might be unbearable for them. Whereas I think. Yukova putting a structure in place along with Queen's Park that they're just gradually building. Um, so I'm, I'm looking at those. Cove and Queen's Park for me, I think Falkirk will fail again this year. At the bottom end, I think Dumbarton's been mentioned has been a, a worry. I think they will struggle this year. Montrose have maybe peaked. I think Montrose, I think they've They've done brilliantly over the last couple of years to compete the way they have on the budget and the location as well is another thing. But I think they may be kind of on the bottom three or two or three as well, be um, along with Clyde. So I think when you've got a league of ten teams, it very quickly you can see it dividing into two two groups of five. Yeah. You know, your Cove, your Queens Park, your Falkirk, your Airdrie. You know, we're sneaking out in that top five, and then you get the, the bottom five battling out to, to stay up. So, so you're for bottom spot. League, but I think I'm going Dumbarton for the bottom, bottom spot just because yeah. of the. Uh, I look at what I think they've really struggled in the, the Premier's Cup. Even they have a squad. I know they've been hit with COVID, but I looked at the bench. I think they had two in the bench one game. I think they're really struggling squad wise. So, I think it could be a tough year for Dumbarton. Uh, John, what about yourself in terms of who do you think is going to finish in the, the dreaded position? Uh, I, th- I think Dumbarton um, easily bottom spot to Perthless. Um I know they gave Aberdeen a good game in the cup, but most um, a, a lot of teams can raise their game in the cup competition um, throughout the course of the season. They struggled for goals last season. They've lost Rob's, Ross Forbes is when he stay in his mirror as well. Um, and from what I can see and who they brought in, I don't see anyone who's a proven goal scorer. So I think they're going to struggle. Um, and I've got Clyde for second bottom next season because the goals of Goodwillie, he's getting a bit older, are going to dry up. Um, and I don't want to see Clyde going in the bottom too because obviously Clyde used to be a local club to me. But it's, I think they're going to struggle. I really do. What about yourself, Mark, in terms of down at the bottom of the table? Are you in the Dumbarton bus? Yeah. It was really tough for me. I've got either Falkirk or Alamo. I've <laughs> <laughs> sheer hope and hatred. I hope it's one of them. Preferably, I'm going to see Alamo, just to be nice to Ali, but either one of them, it will make my year. 
if even if we finished both and got relegated to the lone league, I couldn't care less. And that's why them come to the so. I can tell why Miguel recommended you. Aye. Um, so is that who you're actually going for? Is that just your your heart as opposed to your head? Aye, that's the heart, really. Obviously, we beat Peter Heed at the weekend there, and they are struggling big time. They've got yeah, so, a couple of good players. They looked horrendous. So, I probably say it's either between Peter Heed and Dumbarton and myself. A pure toe for one. I'm going to go Peter Head, just yeah. surely because I've seen Peter Head play this year and they look rotten. Right, okay. Um... Back to you, Ali, for bottom of the table. Um, I'm going to go for Peter Head as well. Peter Head as well. Yeah. I suppose as well, maybe in a way, because Cove Rangers are doing so well as well. That type of area, they're obviously going to be looking at the same players in terms of but that way it's more difficult maybe to attract players. So that makes it even more difficult for Peter Head probably each season as Cove get even more ambitious. Yeah. One other person's tweet I forgot to read out, sorry. Um, Katie Robertson, the Airdrie fan, hopefully better than last season, get promoted. So maybe we're certainly close last season. Um, I'm going to go to Barton again for reasons that have already been said by yourself, John. Goals. If we keep talking about goals, winning games. I don't think our defence was too bad maybe last year. They were actually not too bad defensively maybe, but goals, it's just yeah. crying out for trouble, I think, there. Um, so, yeah, I think that's well. the reason Jim Duffy's left as well because I think he knew he can't take that team any further Aye, so if you're a betting man uh, and you think our predictions are good or bad probably bad the bar are probably going to stay up on it aren't they after we're all saying them we're all slating them saying they're going to go down uh, probably we're at playoffs then we're kind of saying up the top end of the table we're probably looking at the likes of Cove Rangers Airdrie Falkirk Queen's Park Queen's Park Yeah, wouldn't disagree with that Those four I think they're yeah. pretty strong um, And then we're obviously saying Peter, Peter Head and Barton are going to be the, the bottom two The likelihood Maybe Clyde struggling as well Yeah Yeah you, you, you talk about you, Guys, you talk about a goal scorer We've good Willie as well You know, he's, they're relying on far too much He's the man that makes them tick If it's one nil, it's good Willie um, he's tremendous for them. You kind of keep relying on him. And um, I just think they'll struggle this year and a day. Uh, you know, got a lot of time for them. I used to play with him, obviously, as well. You know, played with their manager. And uh, I like going there, so maybe I'll not be welcome back be saying that. But um, no, I just think, uh, as, as the boys have all touched on, as Davey said as well, it's, it's, it's five against five here, and it's a battle doing that bottom to see who's going to scrap, scrap for the points. Maybe good Willie will get the goals that will that will keep them up in that in that we can league within a league if you know what I mean. But um, I, I think it's going to be a long season for a couple of these teams. Yeah. Um, so we kind of said in League Two in terms of kind of players to watch out for. Players in League One, any particular ones you would say maybe to watch out for that folk might not be as familiar with, maybe. Well, talking about all the signings that Airdrie have got guys in there. I mean, the Airdrie are going to be there. They've brought in a few players. Um, but again, I'm struggling to look at them and see where the goals are coming from. You know, they're always pretty solid at the back as well, but they've got rid of their two big strollers there, haven't they? The two big centre-backs there for years. So, um, I don't know, maybe it's a change in formation for the manager. Maybe he's going to, I don't know, younger, more athletic guys in midfield. But 
Um, there's nobody really, you know, they've signed a couple of the Martin boys that I can see. And um, you've got the young boy for Dunfermline that's in there, but there's nobody shouting out at me again. So, um, you know, when you look at other teams for me, Alwa seem to be the ones. I know Martin don't like that, but they've, they've got Salmon in, they've got the boy King, they've got Dunlin in for Falkirk, big Craig Howie's moved for Clyde in at the back, a big solid centre half. I mean, they've signed some good players, Alwa. Yeah. They have, but whether it's the manager, for me, where Barry can can get the best out of them, because I know at times he does get frustrated. He's high, he's, you know, he's, he wants pe- people to be the same level as him. And Dave will tell you, managing guys sometimes is frustrating, and sometimes I don't think he can handle that, John. Yeah, uh, Paul. Obviously, you would have seen all these teams really last season. Any particular yeah. players you would say in terms of kind of looking out for? Well. I mean, we mentioned Connor Salmon there at Alloa. I mean, I think he was a failure at, at, at Falkirk, so I'm not expecting from the fish uh, there. I, I think that the, fish or something else. <laughs> the fish, the fish. Uh, the the song is feed the fish, feed the fish. Uh, but they never fed them much at Falkirk last year, and they never did much for them. Um, I, I think it's back to the the signings, the likes that we talked to Cove. Um, you know, they're, they're quality players, all with Premiership experience they've brought in. Uh, you don't really see that anywhere else um, uh, across the division. So, I, they, 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 they again, I'm, I'm talking myself round into saying, you know, maybe Cove uh, will overcome Falkirk. I just feel the pressure on Falkirk, that club could implode. It's imploded badly already. There's money coming in from America. Uh, there's a dispute about the money coming in from America. Um, Alan Gow, the former player, tried to get in and buy it. It was, you know, again, when there's, and the guys will know this, when there's, there's disturbances behind the scenes at clubs. You know, we've seen it so many times. It, you, you'd like to think it doesn't affect the on field stuff, but, you know, there's no stability. You don't know what's coming or going. Um, I worry about Falkirk uh, from that perspective, really from a longer term. I know Mark doesn't worry about them at all, but uh, it's a big, it's a big full-time club. You know that five, six years ago, six years ago maybe we in the Premier League. It's pretty sad to see them uh, down toiling there, but um, certainly the the players that Cove have brought in, I think, are exciting players, and I think they'll set that division alight. What about yourself, Davy? In terms of any kind of particular players, you would say maybe even. Kind of younger players that would kind of stick out in that league? There's a young lad at Queen's Park that I had on loan. He was at Hibs. Boy, Callum Yates. Um, this boy is absolutely outstanding. He's a left back. Unfortunately, he's a left back. And I said to him, he probably picked the hardest position in the world to be a Scotsman because of the <laughs> number of quality left backs. But honestly, he was outstanding for me and his attitude and said to him after his second game I said do you ever make a mistake he, he just makes the right decisions he's not flashy he just brilliant decisions constantly and Queen's Park have taken him from Hibs and I think he will go from strength to strength I think Queen's Park will I think they'll come up with two or three shrewd signings I really do I think they've got you can see from their infrastructure they're putting people in places out with you know not just in the football department but commercially as well I think Ali, you'll know the backing they've got from people in the Glasgow area. Yeah. They've got money from the sale of Hamden. I think Queen Park will go for it. And I think I think they'll if they don't win it, I think they'll certainly be in the playoffs. Um 
the flip side, Falkirk, I find their structure strange. I think they've got a director of football, they've got a chief executive, they've got they're paying people full time wages, which I think for a club like Falkirk, I'd rather if it was me, I'd rather have my own budget as opposed to other parts of the club. But that's for them; they've made these decisions, and I think I think that'll be part of the reason they'll struggle again this year because I think there'll be a lot of uncertainty and a bit of infighting as well. A power struggle at a club that size. There's a lot of people having experienced football when there's a power struggle. I think the team on the pitch eventually struggle, and they because they take the brunt of the off the field problems on a Saturday afternoon. The punters get the players, and they're not always to blame. Um, but I know I've gone off on a bit of a tangent. But player wise, I think Queens Park will have a couple of couple of players that will be really worth watching this year. What about yourself, John? You're champing at the bit. I think to get in here. No, so I was just, um, you know, when, when David was talking um, about the infinite session, this is where you need a strong manager. Um, and I think f- that's where Falkirk, I think, have made a mistake by picking Paul Sheehan. Paul Sheehan's a very good coach. He was an excellent coach at Aberdeen. But his first job in management didn't go particularly well at um, And A club the size of Falkirk, the wages they pay, could have gotten a real experienced manager to really get a grip for that club. Um, but, you know... Like with Lee Miller and Dave McCracken, we've always had Dave McCracken on as well. Um, you know, when the pressure told they end up bombing them out. Um, but Falkirk needs an experienced manager in there. Um, not not a um a coach. But yeah. wait and see. <laughs> well I mean, we touched on at the end of the season, didn't we, Ali? When that, when yeah. Gary Holt went there, I think we all seen Gary Holt that's when it, that's, that, that's, end up that's in a manager's job when actually he stayed that, upstairs. Yeah. Um, that's when it all went, John, that's when it all kind of fell apart. And I know for a fact that the players didn't know who they were taking instructions off of. He was sitting in the stand saying things and they were on the, the, the technical area saying other things and at the end up, it was just an absolute mess. So, yeah, I, I, maybe, John, you need, a, you need a strong figurehead there to, 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 to take care of the football side of things more than anything. But yeah. if you've got, as, as other guys have mentioned as well, if you've got the, the inner fighting in the background... And guys making decisions and then coming in and making decisions in front of you, supposed to be the coaches, then it, it doesn't you're not gonna win anywhere. You're, you're not gonna win in the park, you're not gonna win off the park. So I just think there's something far wrong at that club, and it could be a could be a massive club again back in the premiership, as one of the boys touched on earlier on. But it, it, there seems to be a Jonah running about that place. Yeah. There seems to be something stopping them from going forward. Aye, Mark, what about yourself in terms of any kind of particular players you think to look out for in League One this season? As probably Davey knows, I was actually looking forward to seeing Martin McGuigan playing for East Fife, but he had to chuck it through work. I'm going to contradict myself and go through gritty teeth, but I'm looking forward to seeing Callum Morrison play for Falkirk. He was on loan at the Albion for two seasons. He is an outstanding player. I don't think he should be playing at League One he maybe should have been given his chance at Hearts. I think it's a big season for him and he'll turn up this year. Yeah, when I watch I He was kind of pretty well tipped when he first came through at Hearts, wasn't he? He was always uh, mentioned and then he came to us on loan and it was just something different. He always took players on. He had no fear. He was getting kicked up and down the park. He was absolutely great to watch in a team that wasn't very good to watch. 
he was an outstanding player. So I'd actually like to see him do well. I hope his team are absolutely miserable. End up <laughs> on the um, so we had we, we talk we're talking about difficult leagues. I mean, we're saying that League Two is difficult, League One is difficult. Every season, I think we've been doing these predictions in the lower leagues, John. The championship, we just almost dread predicting because you just never know what is going to happen in that league. Um, do we yeah. think it's going to be the same this year, or do we think there's a, a couple of standout teams potentially? Or well, that's been the beat of the championship the last few years is that there has been a standout team almost or a standout manager on the team, but we don't have that this season because obviously Hearts are back up. The- Two Dundee are in the same league again. Hibs have obviously been the, back in the Premiership for a while. Um, so there's not really much um, to split the teams, um, in my opinion. Um, I've went for Kilmarnock to win the league, um, but I'm not overly convinced by that either. I think there's a, a good few clubs. I've got Dunfermline written down as being in there. I think Peter Grant's made some decent signings. Um, I think he'll be a good appointment for Dunfermline. Wraith, I think, will be strong again. Um and I've actually got a funny feeling that Partick could kick on the momentum from getting promoted and carry that into the top flight as well. And then you had teams like Inverness, who you just never know. Ah, uh, you go with Kamarnik. I suppose the only thing about Kamarnik you would say, they look to have recruited well. However, we were talking off air before the podcast. You look at some teams that have maybe had to make only five signings and you've got to be back continuity. Kamarnik are basically, it's a new squad just about, it looks like. So can all these players come in and jail straight away? See, that's what I was going to say to you, John. When David David came in and said, you know, you're year to year in the lower leagues. See if you can get away with. See if you can get if you're lucky enough as a manager to get a couple of seasons and maybe just you know you're mid table. You've got maybe a squad of 18, 19 players. You lose two or three and bring in five or six guys you can trust and you're able to go out there and manage again for the second year. As Davey will tell you, you look at these teams that are let go 12 players and they've brought in 14. Where's the consistency there? You don't know what you're getting. You don't know how you're going to start. I've actually seen Kilmarnock. I've seen them playing against East Kilbride. And um, I thought there was two or three outstanding players there. Um, Big Jason Naismith was brilliant. I've always liked him. I'm surprised he ended up in a championship. I thought a a team in the top five would take him. You know, he was, was, and I know it was on a difficult surface, a wee bit like Rugby Park up at K Park. You know, it's the same, the the, the Arsenal stuff. And he was up and down the park. They couldn't deal with him. They brought in McGinn as well. He was outstanding. Um, And the young boy, um, who's the young boy they got for him? Is it Hibbs? Is it centre forward? Is it Fraser Fraser Murray? Fraser Murray, is he? I thought he was a midfielder. Comes in midfielder comes in for the left hand side. He scored a wonderful goal. He, he, he looked to business. So they've got they have got players there. But you're right. They've brought in about another ten or twelve. So where did they offer in? You know where's the where's how can you be solid? How can you be the same as the season? But like Davey will tell you you, you can't. You, you've just got to change your whole formation, change your whole squad. And again, it must come down to budgets. It must come down to the budgets. Because they would like to have stuck with some of the guys that they had to bounce straight back up. You talk about the pressure on Falkirk and the league doing. I think the pressure's on Kilmarnock to get back up for this league as well. Yeah. They, they budgeted yeah. still as if they were in the Premiership this season. Yeah. 
I think Scott Robinson could be a decent seat, um, sign. I mean, he scored a few goals for Livingston when they went in that great run. Um, that led them to the cup final in the top six. Um, the, the boy Ian Murray coming in from Dunfermline, I think, so I guess he was tipped for some Scottish Premiership teams. So, um, I mean, that's what, why I think Kilmarnock um, are building a decent squad. Of course, it's going to take time, but I think a few teams in the Championship probably have you know, made quite a few changes to squad. So it is going to be interesting. But Kilmarnock, I mean, at the end of the day, they got relegated. So you're not going to want to keep too many players who took the club down and probably won't adapt to that level. Um, they had to make the changes that they did, and you know when you look at them, you look at that playoff game, the two playoff games against Dundee, you wouldn't, and you would have thought, come on, up the championship side in those games because they were awful. Yeah, something yeah. we spoke about that night in the Premiership preview, uh, we had Ethan on from Dundee fan DTV, and he said exactly the same. You wouldn't have known, and I think for everyone that was watching, and maybe I hadn't seen that much of Dundee, um, maybe during the start of the season, I know they only saw him in the playoffs. They peaked at the right time, Dundee. And Kilmarnock just were in free fall, I think, for the last yeah, I agree with you. three months. Yeah. Yeah, I know they brought in Tommy Wright, good manager, right? But maybe I'm not doing a lot of disservice, maybe here by saying goals are sometimes a problem with kind of Tommy Wright's teams. Um and I they brought in Lafferty and he he got him some goals, but that was the only guy that was scoring for them. I was surprised actually Kilmarnock went down to be honest because we played them in the Scottish Cup and they were on a wee run at that point got a hat-trick they kept the ball I thought they'll be safe but you're right they just seemed to be going free-fall and they, were, they just didn't turn up in the two games against Dundee but I think this year I think Ali said the pressure's on Kilmarnock they have to get they have to get out of that league they've budgeted I think they said the, publicly the budget's the same as it was in the Premier League so right away the expectation from everybody is that Kilmarnock should win that league. Who's going to push them? Well, I think Hamilton. I think Hamilton a transition. I don't think they might get into a playoff, but I don't think they'll be up there at the top. I think they might might get in at the maybe third or fourth. Thistle looked quite tidy against St Mern on the on the TV the other day. I think Ian McCall's made some good signings. I think the boy. Kyle Turner, Tommy's boy. I think he's excellent. Um, he'll be a real, he's going to be a real good player. I think um, the thing you could say about Hamilton. I've, I've, I've just got to say, I think Kilmarnock, I think they have to win the league. If they can handle the pressure and the expectation, which I think, and Zali will tell you, when you, these clubs are expected to win, the pressure, some players can handle it, others can't. Some players will disappear and don't want the ball when things aren't going for them. But I think Kilmarnock have still got a decent mix. The boy Buck's still there. I think he'll build be a big influence. So I think he's still a top, top player. Um, I think they've got enough in their, in their squad to win that league. I'm pretty sure as well, Chris Buck will appreciate being called a boy. Shows yeah, a, shows me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I suppose, like, can I touch on Hamilton? Obviously, they've got a team to go down. Uh, they're Total, flat, total contrast to Kilmarnock. They've only maybe lost four or five, but they've brought in four or five. So that's where maybe it could help them. And you always know a hammer and you're going to get a few youngsters coming through um, that no one knows about outside the game. Even sometimes, even maybe within the game, they seem they just they always find a way. Um, great structure, I think, off the pitch in terms of development. Um, something I admire. I like Hamilton. I know a lot of people were like, oh, you want, no, maybe wanting Hamilton to go down, but they always thought Hamilton to go down, Hamilton to go down. They're a build on club, I think. 
Um, just maybe just, slightly unfortunate they don't get the, maybe the, the crowds they deserve because a lot of them are going to see your, your Rangers and Celtics. Love the press. They've they've never had any real pressure in terms of you know they they were expected to lose games most weeks. They were always at the bottom of the league. I think it's going to total change this year. They're going to be expected to win games, and I think that mindset doesn't always move with the players as easily as people think. You know, yeah. as Ali will tell you, it's, when there's no pressure on you, players will turn up. When there's pressure on you to win games, you can see players shrinking. And I think, I think for the year that Hamilton haven't had that experience for years. They've always been at the bottom end, expecting to lose. Now it's a totally different mindset for them, and that might just that's going to be a big, big change for them. Yeah. If I can just come in there, John, just just touching on the game on Saturday again there when they played Albion Rovers, they had nine boys that come through the academy starting that game against Albion Rovers. That's fine and dandy, but see when you're getting beat 2-0, and as Davy says, a couple of hundred people that go every week weren't they happy, by the way. I think there's this mindset, they're still going back to, you know, 15 years ago when they get rid of the two big stars, McCarthy and MacArthur. Yeah. And they can do that all the time. Well, well, some of the guys were saying when about me, who's the other guys that have come through that have went that, that have done that with the academy? I suppose Lewis Ferguson potentially is the next one. Well, yeah, playing for Hamilton Aki's but Yeah. You know, they, you, you can you can breed young players and bleed them in and get them in the team. But, you know, when nine are playing at the one time, and it showed, by the way, they were out of their depth for a long, long time in that game until they got a penalty kick. But I thought the guy was actually offside that got the penalty kick. But then they get back into it and finish stronger. But then they'll learn for that. But you can't play, when you, as Davy says, when you're expecting to win games now, you can't play nine academy boys every week in that league. Yeah. You can't. Because you, you guys are going to turn up and you guys are going to want to see their team. And, and before you know it, Brian Rice is getting dogs abuse and then it's it's like Falkirk again. It's dogs abuse, dogs abuse, dogs abuse. And the guys will go and hide and they'll know what the bar. So, you know, a couple older heads in about them fair enough and go and play because I've no fear of the younger guys. But you can see that their heads going down and down in that game. And, and if they lose their first couple of games in that league, in that championship, it's, 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 an, up, it's an uphill battle for them the whole season. Hi. So, in terms of your winners for the league, who are you going, Marley? I'm definitely going with Kilmarnock. You're going Kilmarnock. Aye. Uh, I mean, we talk about that. I mean, Hamilton, I was going to mention in terms of contrast to Kilmarnock in terms of personnel, but you make a good point. In terms, you made both make good points. We've seen too many teams suffer back-to-back relegations. Uh, Paul, uh, apologies. Um, there was some kind of trouble Don't with Patrick Thistle in terms of that type of stuff. No, Excited about being back in the that. championship and. Yeah, look, the last relegation was just ridiculous. I mean, let's, you know, everybody in Scottish football knows it should never have happened. Um, you know, it had an injury. I mean, look how they turned it around last season. They had an injury crisis. They actually they'd won the game that was that was actually postponed. Uh, it was against Alawa, who were their nearest rivals. But, you know, let's not talk about Alawa and Michael Rainey. I'll be here all night. Um, I, I think I agree with the boys in terms of... Uh, at the top end, I think the, the the big factor coming down is you've got to use the parachute money well. So I think Kilmarnock in particular will have held back as much of that money for you know refreshing the squad in January. 
you know, and that will give them a second boost. That will put the Chargers on for them to push them back up if they're having any kind of problems, uh, kind of a la Roy McGregor kind of style. Hamilton, I, I, I hear what Ali's saying about that youth kind of structure and things, but when you're you're struggling to hit a thousand fans and your infrastructure and your you know the money you're bringing in is not. I mean, let's let's not forget that this is a club that what was it three years ago lost eight hundred thousand pounds and it mysteriously disappeared out their bank account and all that kind of stuff. We we, we don't really know. Allegedly, I, but yeah. we, you know they've not. The only thing Hamilton can do is actually use that uh, youth structure. Uh, they, they, they're not going to attract the right the, the, the kind of players uh, that maybe some of the other clubs. It, it pains me to say it, but I think Kilmarnock could possibly run away with it. Uh, I'd like to think Tesla will be close in their tails. I think McCall's doing a good job, as he always does. Um, some good signings. I, I think them and Dunfermline will probably be not that far behind Kilmarnock. Uh, at the bottom end, geez, it's a lottery again. You would obviously look at our growth and think, can they keep that mantle up of Scotland's most successful part-time club for the third season in a row. But again, you wouldn't put it past Dick Campbell because he's always got aces up his sleeve, makes some incredible signings. Um, so I, 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 I've got a feeling that the bot meant I think we could be looking at Morton. Um, but, and I think Dick Campbell will pull it off and he'll, he'll not get relegated again. Oh, just whilst um, we're also talking about Thistle, because um, we got a tweet from Ross Nisbet um, asking his um, thoughts for Thistle. He just says, consolidation and a resolution to fan ownership situation. Yeah, uh, well, I worked with Ross on that. Uh, he was well, part of my team for the Thistle forever. I mean, it's... All right, uh, I used again, to work with Ross years ago. Ah, oh, uh, right, OK. So, top guy, knows his stuff. Uh, the fan ownership thing, it was a strange situation because obviously sadly Colin Weir died before we could uh, do it and really um, Jackie Lowe was his voice and to this day remains his voice and we don't really know what the situation is there. Obviously the last 18 months it's been hard to move the whole programme forward. Uh, I've not been involved in it for a while. I don't think Ross has either. We, we stepped away from it but um, hopefully it can be resolved because that was Colin's will it's the type of club where fan ownership could work really well. Um, so I ho- hopefully that will be resolved fairly soon. So in terms of relegation, you're saying Morton? I think Morton. Morton. Yep. Callum will not be happy, John. <laughs> did Callum have a, a question as well, I think? Or did he... I think Callum just gave a generic... Um, first of all, he obviously gave um, praise for um, the show on Monday night, so well done. Um he just says in terms of lower leagues, he fancies Kilmarnock, Airdrie and Embers to win the leagues. And he's fascinated to watch progression of Celtic, Cove, Queen's Park and Partick. I fancy we'll have good seasons. He didn't say who um, he thought would go down, but um, yeah, I think Morton are in big trouble this season. Um, I know the, the only thing that that might keep him up is um, can the only part-time team league survive a third season, but I think our both have got more fight about them. I just think Morton don't look like a, a well-run outfit on and off the pitch. I'm not sure Gus McPherson's a good fit there. He was a good manager 10 years ago with St Mirren. Does that fit? That obviously doesn't really fit in with Morton, an ex-St Mirren man. And they were lucky to survive last season. They obviously did well in the playoffs, but they shouldn't have been in the playoffs. But I think they're in big trouble this season. Do you think Morton to go down as well? 
Okay. Uh, Mark, what about yourself in terms of um, starting up the, the top end of the table? Yeah, I have to go with Kamarnock as well. I think they've got a good spine of the team. They've got boys that are proven at the championship level. So, like some Murray, McDonald at left back, Naismith, Alston, Fraser Murray up front. I, I can't see past Kamarnock because I think in that league, teams beat each other week in, week out. And Kamarnock's the only team that I can see that will stand out. And then uh, the opposite end, yeah, 10 spot. I'm going to agree with everybody else. I'm going to say Morton. I know Paul will know much about fan ownership, going through Stirling Albion and stuff. And I know there's loads of turmoil at Morton with um, the raising and stuff and the fans trying to buy the club. They just scraped through it last season. And I think this is the, the last season in that league. Okay. Um, David, did you, I think we've not got a kind of bottom spot for yourself in the art league. What do you think yourself? I am I'm probably not be very popular with my local home team, but I think Queen of the South might struggle this year. I think we've got a very young squad. Um, I, know I saw them against Zanin and they were decent, but I really think they've lost their best players. Boy, uh, Connor, Connor Fields is away. Big boy at the back's going to Livingston. Uh, Sai, so they've, they've not really recruited, although they brought in they brought in uh, a lad for Hearts or Ross County just the other day, but it's still a very skeleton squad, so I think unless Queen's can add to it, and going by what the locals are saying, I don't think the chairman's prepared to put much more into it, I think Queen's a long way abroad, I think it's going to be a dogfight. Two out of those three, one go down and one of them from the Yeah, I would go with Queen in the South as well. You can mention players maybe they've lost as well. Stephen Dobie, much as I know he wasn't scoring as many goals last year, but the influence in terms of just experience in that dressing room uh, will be a massive loss, I think. Um, much as we mentioned earlier, I mentioned about Kabarnik and maybe signing too many players. They are a lot of kind of premiership level players, so I think, yeah, Kabarnik as well. So, but a full house for Kabarnik uh, there, so no pressure, uh, Tommy. <laughs> Ali, who do you think is going to be relegated or in the relegation playoffs? I think I'm not going to be too popular either. I think Eddie Knight will struggle this year. Um, I've got them, them and Arbroath to be doing there, Align between the South. Um, any one of the three can do it. It just depends. <sighs> well, obviously, <laughs> the million dollar question who's, who's picks up, scores more goals and picks up the points. But because um, I can see them. Can see the team taking a scalp off a few of the teams up the other end of the table. Um, if I was to stick my neck out, I'd probably say Queen of the South at this present time. But you know, I've not seen them play again, so they they would be the ones for me that would maybe struggle. Although they have got a couple of players in. The boy Cochran went in, didn't he? Yeah, the young boy trying right. to resurrect his career. And they've got Josh Todd back as well, who done well down there the first time he was there. But it's going to be a dog fight again, like the other leagues. And it's going to be really interesting, but I just think, going back to my old club here, United, I just kind of see the players that they brought in and how they're going to try and progress. And it's going to be difficult for the supporters to watch and see, you know, it's difficult for all these guys to support these teams into it because where's the ambition at the start of the season? Where are we going to finish? Is it just about going and staying up now? You want to try and get in that top four, didn't you? Yeah. And some guys are coming on and sending you messages and saying, just as long as we finish seventh. I mean, 
where's the ambition? You know, there's name, and there's nothing there that kind of shows me that there is any. Um, so I fear for them a wee bit. If I was to stick my neck out, I'd say Queen of South. Queen of South, so I, so we're between Queen of South and Morton for going down, and then we're all Kilmarnock, we're all in the Kilmarnock bus. Um, obviously, playoffs, kind of touched on that, so the other kind of three teams I mentioned, and Fairland certainly been up there. Uh, we think maybe Partick Thistle? Oh, I think so. Definitely. I hope Partick Thistle there, right? <laughs> yeah. Aye. Wraith Rovers, maybe? Wraith Rovers. No one's no one at all has mentioned Inverness in either no. conversation, so they're going to be somewhere around mid-table. Yeah, I, I think so. Well, I've seen Inverness. What was that, Mark? Transition. And David, sorry. I've seen Inverness playing at... I honestly cannot see them getting anywhere near it. They have struggled big time. We obviously went two and up against them. They came back to two each, but they, they just didn't look dangerous at all. I think they lost to Cove again as well. So I just, I don't see it. I honestly don't see it. And Davy as well, I think you're kind of both trying to speak there as well. Uh, I, I watched them, I watched their game against Hearts in the telly and I know it's obviously against a top flight club, but they never really created. They just try to defend and keep the keep the game tight. So I think Inverness will be a kind of mid-table team. Obviously, Dodge's taking over there and uh, from John Robertson. So a wee bit of a transition for Inverness as well. But I think Inverness, Wraith, I think Wraith will be at the top end. I think they might find it a bit tougher this year to get into the playoffs again. But um, I'm looking at Thistle and Fairland and possibly race for the the playoffs, the, the Kilmarnock winning it. Um, much as uh, John and myself, we do the, the hosting of the podcast with Chris, who really the podcast would be very difficult to get out to everyone because he's the, the IT man, if I pull IT and, and all that type of thing, he's like the director of podcast, isn't he now? Is that the title we gave him, director? I think it's the thing he's taking Craig's title now. Yeah. I don't know what Craig is, he's what chief executive for. <laughs> um, so much as he's known tonight, he's got a lot of predictions and a lot of it kind of maybe echoes what we've discussed overall from all of us, which is, is interesting. Uh, championship, Kamarik winners, playoffs. He's got Wraith and Fermer, he's got air in there, so that's the only one that's uh, the kind of outsider. Um, he's got a broth ninth, Queen of South, relegated. Uh, League one, Queen's part to win. Cove, Ergy, Falkirk, so again, teams that we've kind of mentioned. Uh, Peterhead, ninth, he's got his five to get relegated there um, with that one, so that's taking a maybe outsider there in terms of from what we discussed. League two, Kelty, um, and then Edinburgh City, Albion, Rovers, and Stranra, and then bottom of the table, Kelty. <laughs> so, no still in Albion there, sorry, Mark. <laughs> he's, picked, he's picked Albion Rovers. I take it this boy's an absolute raging alcoholic or something <laughs> wrong here. He likes a smart off ice. He's definitely not a raging alcoholic unless he's drinking about 24 of them. Uh, I'm smoking something else because that is absolutely flabbergasting that he's that. <laughs> um, so I'll we'll see. I suppose that's the beauty of the productions. We always talk at the end of the season that they have to play the season, manager season awards too early. We're doing this preview too early because we've still got a month of incomings, outgoings, and maybe even after that period when players are released before the end of, the, end of August, still in July, which is, is crazy to be having a, a preview at this time. So who knows, in a month's time, signings are made and players moving on and 
be a completely different story. Uh, but I think most of the best teams are want to get their players in early. I would think as a manager, that's what you want to do as well. Get them in early, get settled, good pre-season. But that. Yeah, yeah, I would disagree with that, John. Just the, the fact is, they can of use this cup, league cup thing now if you can. When you know you're not going to win it, you have no chance to win it. It's a pre-season, isn't it? That's what you use it for. Try and get your squad together and try and hit the ground running. I always think it's better to get off to a good start. If you can get off to a good start and and, and keep the, you know, keep the, the squad on their toes and get your kind of settled a living, then Dave will tell you the place is buzzing. So if you get off to a bad start, with the fans being back, they're up against you and um, you find it more difficult. So it'll be interesting to see, but I would definitely, the teams that have kind of kicked off the start of the League Cup, you know, and got a, de- a few decent results together, all going to the league campaign feeling pretty confident. Um, so I'm looking forward to, I'm, I'm actually heading to Partick Thistle, Queenie South and, and Saturday for that one. So, and I'll, I'll look and see how the Thistle are doing and, and, and then vote up Queenie South for the other end of the table. So I hope I have no jinxed it for the big man, you know what I mean? <laughs> And then we'll get good crowds as well, Jink. Crowd at the crowds at the weekend. We'll see an upturn, do you think? We're close to hundred percent maybe at some teams. Possibly. Well the hundred percent. Lower league should benefit more, yeah. you would yeah. think. From crowds. Yeah, not in the championship. Not in the championship. You're still struggling with the numbers. But the lower yeah. leagues, you, you certainly are getting closer to capacity crowds. Um but it's ridiculous the way it's been handled in terms of the rules and regulations around it. We all get the big picture, but, you know, you've had ridiculous situations over the last couple of months. And again, it's just a lack of foresight and people not working on our behalf. Um, you know, the one a few months, uh, a few weeks back where there was how many thousands at Murrayfield and Harps were getting told they could have a few hundred folk in and Hibs had a couple of thousand. There was just no logic to it, um, which is a real shame. But we'll go back and it'll be pretty special for all the fans with the excitement that we've got to look forward to. Indeed. Um, so I think that probably covers the preview. However, Ali, yeah, back up again, aren't you? You're doing the predictions against the podcast team. Yeah, let's go for it. Yeah, when you, what's happening? Am I getting an email or what? What's happening? We're getting them right Live. now. We're in. <laughs> what? Aye. Yes. <laughs> My apologies right, because I, I completely forgot my one job for tonight. <laughs> it's just yeah. to okay. get the pictures. So well, this I is this the, weekend. Aye, I think the plan was the original plan. I think we had was that the guests were going to pick from each league. Is that right? Yeah, so well, Mark, we, Davy, and Paul. Yeah, I feel Mark should pick League Two. Yeah, and we'll pick. So I think the game of the day in League Two, we'll go with Stennis Muir and Stirling Albion. So give us your score, Mark. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to say it's 3 0 still in Albion. I've seen Stenish Muir have brought in, I think, 22 players or something like that. They've maybe got a couple of good players and Robert Thompson and stuff, but I think easy, easy peasy, 3 0 still in Albion. And that's us winning the league. First game of the season. <laughs> <laughs> I, I see enthusiasm, though. This is the beauty of this. We're all buzzing for the, the team. The team's getting going. Uh, Ali, what about yourself? So that Look, game, I'm, what are you going for? I'm going for 3-1, Sterling Albion. 3-1, right, okay. So no far off. Nice shot, Ali. 
Three one. Hat trick for Ali Graham. I'll still finish seventh. <laughs> League one. Will we go with Davy? Yeah, we'll go with David League One. Um, I was the game of the day should be called Rangers versus Falkirk, but we don't even know if that's going ahead. So let's mm. go with the next one. East Fife versus Queen's Park, one of the potential favourites. Go on, David. What's your prediction? Well, I've got to got to stick with a team that have to win the or to be just a nearer Queen's Park to to win season there, a two one victory. Oh, Ali's shaking his head. Yeah, That's what I was going to say, John. I'll go 3-1, Queen's Park. Oh, you're going 3-1 just to be different? Yeah. Yeah, plenty of predictions anyway. I stuck I stuck to my, 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 same, my same routine as last year. I didn't I didn't agree with anybody. I always went aye. different. Aye, that, that, go different. That's probably why you won and we never. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I, never get, I never won any money, mate. Don't worry about it. Did John no send you the cheque? <laughs> Actually, I know, see, we were going to send a check, but then Davy said he had a trophy from some sits aside tournament. <laughs> right. uh, so, the championship, uh, Paul, for yourself, it'll be you. What's the game we're going for there? I don't know which John. Um, right, we'll go with. Uh... We'll go with Morton and Dunfermline in this one. A, a real tricky one. I don't think it's tricky at all. I think you're, you're looking at 3 0 Dunfermline. I think Morton, we said we're going to struggle. I think they'll struggle right from the start. And Dunfermline are scoring goals for fun. I mean, they played really poorly against Thistle for Hill and scored four goals. Um, so I, I just think Dunfermline have got bags of goals in them. And Morton. I just don't feel comfortable with them. So I'm going to 3 0 for Morton. Effort and Felman, sorry. Ali. 2 0 from Felman. 2 0 to Felman. Right, okay. So uh, we had what? Stenhouse Moor, Stalin Albion. Podcast is 3 0 Stalin Albion. Ali is 3 1 Stalin Albion. League One, we've got East Fife v Queen's Park. Podcast team is 2 1 Queen's Park. Ali is 3 1 Queen's Park. And then in the championship, we are 3-0 to Dunfermline and Ali is 2-0 to Dunfermline. So let battle commence, week one. Thank me later, guys. <laughs> <laughs> get a Where pound on it. How much? Get a pound. pound will get you a few quid. A pound, right. A pound, okay. Um, we'll see. Uh, no, I like it. Good predictions there. Uh, everyone's going for a win anyway, so... It's, it could be that we'll just remind everyone of the rules because last year at the start of the season we had a few kind of people going oh but that, that's maybe no fair so a correct score is three points mm-hmm. yes and a, and a correct outcome is one point yes and and that's it so you could win just by a correct outcome even though there could be two correct predictions Aye, so I think I think this weekend um, everyone's picked the same team to win. It's just more about what the score's going to be. Exactly. It's going to be an interesting thing. Exactly. Um, so before we wrap up, anything else that you guys, anyone wants to kind of cover, anything exciting? We usually have a wee bit of uh, 
I've got I've got to ask Davy about um you know the Euros because um his children were obviously playing a big part in the build up. Um Lewis did a wonderful uh, marathon show and um he made a great cameo role on um Scott Squad. You must have enjoyed that being a policeman. <laughs> it was a, a bit of a surprise. She kept it quiet, but that was good. I enjoyed it. Did she give you a ticket for the Czech Republic game? I never got anything. I never <laughs> got any tickets. <laughs> No, it was good. I enjoyed the Euros. It's probably one of the best international competitions I've, I've uh, watched over the last ten or twelve years. I think that I was last World Cup. I got a bit bored, but this I thought this Euros were, were really good from start to finish. I think the best team won it in the end. Up, although I did expect, I'd tip it. I did think they'd do it, but um, I think on the probably all glad that they didn't. To be fair, but. I think I'm, I'm really impressed with Southgate. I think he's not scared to blood young players. He's, I know he got a bit of criticism in the final, but I think it's the tournament, it was about getting through the group stages. He did that and he gradually got better and better as the games went on. And I think maybe he fell short in the final with a couple of decisions, but I, I really enjoyed the Euros. Um, I got obviously the, my kids were keeping me up to date with some of the background stuff and what was going on in the Scotland squad and uh, Lewis was with the Scotland squad and um, how how England ended up with two players with COVID in Scotland didn't they? It's just beyond me. Like it was just a farce. <laughs> how can we? How can we have COVID? I mean, that, that's what I was taught earlier about. Going to Stenish Muir games, you're getting phone calls saying I've got to self-isolate because I've been a close contact. Scotland's full squad were in close contact with Billy Gilmer, and none of them had to sell. The thing we never understood is I don't know how any of the England team got it because they couldn't they couldn't get close to Billy Gilmer. <laughs> that was after I the match, wasn't it? Ah, you know, yeah. Aye, uh, general cuddling, you know that. Big, uh, big. The big plus for that for Scotland is the emergence of Billy Gilman. I hope Steve Clark continues to go with the younger players. Like I say, I, I like that Southgate doesn't heroin kids, and I think that's the way forward for Scotland. You blood them, get them in. I know we're we're already started the World Cup campaign, and I think they're they're probably on a knife edge as to whether we'll actually qualify for the World Cup. Because we could, we've got to go to Denmark and Austria and get points, and that's not going to be easy. So we'll probably come very, very quickly back down the earth to lose our way to Denmark in September. So, um, But no, I enjoyed the Euros, John, as the question being what was the Euros. I really did enjoy the Euros. And as I say, I've, you know that obviously the circumstances at the very start way. Christian Eriksen is horrendous. Um, but thankfully, I've seen pictures of him in the media walking, pushing his kids in the pram. So whether he plays again, that remains to be seen. But you know, from the start, in that tragic circumstances, the tournament continued, and it was, as I say, I thought it was excellent. One just on that point, David. I mean. Uh, I think one of the huge benefits of what happened in the, the terrible situation with Ericsson is uh, like my own wee club, um, you know, we're just a one-team club and uh, the parents, we've all dug in our pockets and we're buying a defibrillator 
and uh, the FA in England uh, this week announced that uh, there's a special discount with the British Heart Foundation. Uh, tried to get every grassroots club that can afford it to actually buy a defibrillator and have it at the game. And the sad fact is that, you know, they're estimating, we don't know the actual figures, but in the UK last year, there was over 20 uh, people died in those circumstances. So if there's one good thing comes out of this tournament, uh, and obviously England not winning, it was one of the good things. But the other good thing for me was the fact that there's a grassroots movement now saying, look, we potentially could be saving 20 lives a year for the cost of £1,000. Surprisingly, you know, our club are actually having to buy it through the FA in England to get the discount because there's nothing happened in Scotland, nothing from the Premier League, nothing from the SFA, nothing from the Scottish Youth Football Association. But um, are we surprised by that gentleman who follows Scottish football? I think the answer to that is no. No. I know. I, uh, it's sad. The, the euphoria that we had of enjoying being in a competition for the first time in 20-odd years quickly, quickly leaves us when we reflect on who actually runs the Scottish game and what decisions or lack of leadership we have at the top. It's it's frightening. That's probably another podcast to get into that kind of topic. But um, I know the the good thing to come out of the Ericsson, what as you say, John, was the, the importance of defibrillators everywhere, not just in sports, but just even in high streets. You know, I think it's really important that people have access because you can save life. If you can get a defibrillator to someone within the first five minutes, you can save that person's life. So hopefully we'll learn from it. Yeah, not even just uh, defibrillators. I mean, just basic first aid training goes a long way. No, yeah. Um, yeah. That's obviously what Simon Keir did and um, probably saved um, uh, Christian Edison's life. And that's something as well I mentioned on a previous podcast um, when we talked about this incident. The unfortunate um, circumstances with Phil O'Donnell, Antonio Puerta, Mark Vivian Poet, etc. The good that came out of that is that more players became aware and more first aid training was taken on and more defibrillators at football matches. And and it just, um, you know, that situation then happened that he was able to help them save Ericsson. And will he play again? Hope so, but it's not important. He's, I mean, the most no. important thing is he's out walking his kid again. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Don't want to end on a morbid note. Just thanks well, for having me on, and, and uh, I hope it's a an enjoyable season. And it's nice to catch up with Big Ali again. It's been a long time since so each other and then played with each other. But good luck, Ali. I hope you have a, a good season as well. Yeah, looking forward to it. Maybe bump into some game throughout the season. Hopefully, we we all get back to to watching it and talking about it and getting for a pint after the game and then, you know, talking to guys that have been to, you know, the guys know I, I drink the kind of local, it's full of Clyde supporters, Partick Dizzle supporters, you name it. And it's good to get in there and get a wee vibe after the guys and how the things went at their different games. And I've missed that in the last year and a half, so it'll be really good to get back to maybe some normality and, and hopefully everybody's safe and they can get into a safe environment and watch the football game because this is what it's all about. Got to watch Partick Thistle, Sterling Air, all these teams standing here. Them all. That's what it's all about. And then talking about it afterwards and seeing how much of the ref was a diddy. <laughs> <laughs> That's wow. a guarantee. <laughs> so we invited John Nobotman and uh, Charlie Lichman back on for that. <laughs> aye, aye. But the most important thing that we need to tell the young footballers, aspiring footballers, if you want to be a true athlete, steak and chips. Absolutely.
<laughs> right. <laughs> no, uh, you don't get the chips if you're playing. Aye. <laughs> so, just to say. <laughs> just to say. Right. So, aye. Thanks, everyone. Um, good to speak to yourself, Mark. First time in the podcast. Thanks Cheers, very Mark. much. Can I just add, Ali, you were great at Albion, but you still couldn't lace Bonnie's boots. Just had to put that out there. By the way, I get Bonnie. I get Bonnie all his goals. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> see if it, see if it, see if, it was, if I could get any money now for that assist thing that you put next to names, I'd be up there. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> see if you're still chasing them now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I appreciate that. Okay. Thanks very much. Good no. to speak to you, boys. Good. I'm going to get you on, obviously, more during the season. Uh, Ali, we know you'll be on again, definitely. Yeah. Uh, the invite's always open to all of you. We love returning guests, um, as much as debutants and the old regulars like John and me, don't we? Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm glad that um, a few of you have come back on, Ali, um, Davey and Paul. Good to have um, the new kid in the block, Mark. It's all been good, so it's been a good, a good laugh. Um, so, aye, cheers, everyone, and good luck to everyone's teams. Thank Good you. Luck, guys, Thanks, cheers, boys. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Unless you're Falkirk and Mark. I exactly get to write up the law. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs>